This week we're going to a new farm for us called Waliki and some really interesting stuff about organics. So this week we're going to Waliki. I really like the name Waliki. I don't know why, I just like Waliki. Waliki. Um, but uh, this is a In My Mug exclusive. If you are a non-subscriber who likes to watch me ramble about coffees that you might or might not buy, you can't buy this one because it is such a small lot, we've decided to just do it as an In My Mug. It is a brand new farm for us. It was planted first in 2016. Um, it's owned by the Rodriguez family in Bolivia that we know well. We've talked about a lot here. Uh, and I talk about a lot outside of here too. But it's one of the smallest farms I've got. It's only 3.6 hectares. Now, 3.6 hectares for a farm, it's very small. Um, and um, the reason that they bought this small farm and this small plot of land um, is they've got an idea. So many years ago, um, a lot of the smaller producers in the area, uh, with the help of USAID, uh, were funded to become organic. And the reason and the motivation for this was um, that's the way you get a higher price. So um, remember last week we talked about the New York commodity price? If the New York commodity price for normal coffee is at 90 cents, then the organic price is probably going to be about 105, 110, which gives you a little bit more money. Unfortunately, this wasn't a very well thought out plan by the USAID people because what organic tends to do is lower yield. So if you have less product to sell, but you sell it at a higher price, well, <clears throat> it kind of still keeps you in that same place. But what's happened is some of the producers have carried on that organic certification, but many, many, many of them have let that lapse and have decided they don't want to be part of that anymore. So what the Rodriguez family have done is taken some varietals that they think will work well in Caranave um, and that they think will work well um, without the need for pesticides and herbicides <coughs> um, and... Um, try and plant an organic farm to see whether they can find things that will help the people who they are buying the coffee from who have maintained their organic certification. So organic certification, like why would, what are the pros and cons for being a producer and uh, certifying yourself organic? Well, the pros are higher price. Uh, the, the pros are that sometimes there's a higher demand. Some buyers um, are exclusively looking for organic coffees. Um, so it can uh, open up a market that may not be open to you otherwise. Um, it's good for the planet. I think we're all become much more aware uh, of our effects on this planet and spraying poisons and fungicides and all those things that aren't good for it is something that we should um, discourage. But there are some downsides to this. And the downsides to being, being organic are lower yield, which I talked about earlier already, you could be fighting Mother Nature. So there are lots of plants diseases out there um, that can't be solved um, without the need of some form of aid of chemical. Otherwise, you're going to lose your crop. It's also expensive. So to become certified, you have to pay a certifier to come in and certify you. There has been certification for, that we got recently, so we could sell things as organic. You know, it cost us 600 quid. Now, okay, maybe not a lot of money, but we were already doing all of the things that they came and inspected before. And that's the same with a lot of the producers. They'll already be doing those organic things. So they need to have a market to actually sell it in, um, to sell on. And does it taste better? Does it not taste better? I've yet to be proved uh, different either way. But if you're looking for quality, 
you know, and you're looking for yield and consistency, it can put you at a little bit of a disadvantage um, as certain things come along. The, the leaf rust that hits uh, El Salvador back in 2011, it wiped out many of the organic producers that were in the country because they couldn't do anything to stop the leaf rust spreading through. So it really does put you at that disadvantage. Exportation is a little bit harder and importation is a little bit harder. It has to go through a system um, that's called traces. So you can actually see, um, <coughs> trace back the, the organic coffee all the way to make sure that it maintains um, its uh, certification all the way through the process. And that takes time um, and takes a little bit of skill um, and lots of phone calls to people, but it is a complicated situation. So there are definitely pluses and minuses for, uh, for that organ organic certification. But it's interesting that a farm in Bolivia is trying this as opposed to an individual that just has had it for such a long time, they've just carried on doing it um, and, and left it there. So um, I think it could be time for us to go and see Roland and uh, ask him, what the fuck do you have for us this week? So, time for us to find Roland. I believe he's outside taking some fresh airs, but let's see. Hello, Roland. Hello, Steve. Do you know how doors are meant to work that you're meant to be the other way around on them, don't you? We might have to practice that one. We will, but for now, do you have a daft fact for us? I do. Did you know that the word waliki is an Ayamara word, meaning something like, how are you? It's an everyday greeting. And the correct reply is, Waliki. So we're back um, and we are brewing an Aeropress and it's the first time in quite a while I've brewed an Aeropress. So to buy myself some time to try and work out in my head how to do it, uh, we shall do this week's Rate My Brew. Um, this week it comes from Buxton Tap House, which is one of our wholesale customers um, in uh, Buxton in Derbyshire. Uh, Buxton Breweries uh, Tap House, who we're great friends with. I wholeheartedly recommend their porter. Uh, their extra porter, which is uh, with some of our coffee in, and fantastic. And if you don't like porters, their Axe Edge, which is their pale ale, is one of my favourite beers of all time. And uh, Dennis and the team there are absolutely lovely. Um, so you should definitely follow Buxton Tap House. But for now, we have some coffee, and I've ground up 18 grams of coffee, fairly coarsely. So think kind of cafetiere style, um, because what I'm actually going to go for is an inverted brew. Uh, and I'm going to take a little bit of time, so let me just cancel that off and then add the water. And I'm going for 150, if we say 155, because I went a little bit over, that's okay. And I'm going to leave that for around about um, a minute. If I can set my timer going. Yeah, that's not worked, that's okay. I'm going to wait for a minute. Hmm, why has that not worked? Hmm. So we're nearly at the end of our minute, so I'm going to go into the cupboard and randomly pick out. I like to go to the back this time. Oh, wow. I feel like a guest. A very old school mug. This was the first mug I ever had made up in the first ever roastery. Um, yeah, a little bit of history in that one. So I'm going to screw the top on like so. I'm going to turn it upside down like so. And push. 
Now, I hear you cry that you, had, you haven't added enough water to have a full mug of coffee. No, that's because I'm actually going to dilute. And I'm going to dilute by 50% to give myself a full mug of coffee. Now, I can hear you from here going, that's not the way to make an AeroPress. There is no right way to make an AeroPress. If you follow the instructions from Alan Adler, the guy who invented it, then you were definitely not making coffee. Um, you're making something that you shouldn't really drink. You can say, I oh, shouldn't be drinking this either, and that's fine, but play with your brewing devices. Don't follow the instructions. Don't follow the rules. I find this a more enjoyable cup of coffee. You may find something different. So, so the first flavour that you get on the front end is the acidity, and because I've diluted it, I think you find these flavours a little bit more than if you had the intense brew. And I get like a green melon. Uh, it's kind of sharp, intense acidity. Um, but kind of develops into more of a milk chocolatey kind of sweetness um, and leaves you with a really interesting orange finish. Um, it is a little journey of like acidity, smoothness, back to acidity on the end um, and one that I like. Thank you for joining me. You are always welcome. I look forward to seeing you again next week. But in the meantime, please do remember, life is too short, but bad coffee. <laughs>